Welcome to Archery Talk 101 podcast, your guide to better archery skills. We'll bring you the latest tips, tricks, and expert advice, but that's not all. We'll also have interviews with top archers and industry professionals and reviews of the latest gear and equipment and much more. Hey, what's it like to shoot archery in Scotland? Well, we're going to find out today. We have our guest online. It actually is in Scotland. And we're going to talk to him about what, what it's like in there to shoot the, the archery. Hi, my name is Roy Canterbury. I'm going to be host today on Arch Talk 101. And for those that are catching us, uh, you can watch it live in the Arch Talk 101 Facebook group, uh, as well as catch it on Spotify and Audible. And then on my YouTube channel, Learn to Fix It Yourself. You can also watch them there. And you know, now we got that away. Let's have fun talking with David about the archery in Scotland. Welcome to the show, Hi, David. Thank you very much, man. Hi, at least I have it on. It's been fantastic, man. Yeah. Hi. Tell us a little something about yourself. Well, okay. I've been doing archery for a long time. I started, as we all do, with a stick and a string. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all start with a stick and a string, and it's it's, oh, it's brilliant. And you get you're using your imagination. You watch all the movies. You watch all the TV series. You watch Robin Hood. Yeah. You know, it's brilliant. You know, and you can see you can, oh wow, and you can you can see, it's the first representation of a bow and arrow, really. Yeah, and you pick it up through um, through literature as well. So I was reading a lot of um, David and Lee Eddings all the time. And they had some, some characters like, wow, you can shoot a ball that far. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, when, you get, when you get your stick and it goes that far, <laughs> you know yeah. there's something to look at. You know there's a, you know there's a gap. There's you know, lots of things to learn. Yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah, you would think you know stick and string, you know the definition yeah. of archery, uh, right. would be simple, but it's right. not. You know, there's a lot you have to look at, um, you know, and getting it to shoot good and, and yeah. you learn in your form. Uh, that's it's, right. It's not as simple as what people think. Yeah, that's right, definitely, because you start to you pick up a, pick up a, a, a step and you test it a little bit. Ooh, this has got a bit of flex to it. There's something here, okay, right? And then you feel a wee bit more, ah, oh, wait a minute, it's, it's flexing, you know? And then you start to string it up and and then you, you start to shoot it. Oh, there you go. It's, and you learn pretty quickly, you know, it's asymmetric. Yeah. It's going to be asymmetric. That's okay. The, you know, the Japanese longbow is epic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we think our longbows are long. You know, the English longbow and the Japanese longbow, they're not even close to being the same. Uh, they're, they're, I know, they're, they're, they're fabulous. You know what I mean? Something I've always wanted, I've always wanted, I've always wanted to do. Um, but when you're trying to get to the place where they have it, it's like, I didn't get that in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, okay. So, yeah. Right. And, and when you're working with a piece of stick, it's the first one being a bow, you get a draw length of about that size. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then as you as you get more, as you understand how things flex, and you do, I do a lot of reading. Yeah, you do a lot of reading and a lot 
watching the channel, a lot of YouTube channels. They're amazing. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, there's yeah. There, there's quite a bit. You know, I've watched guys, you know, making bows. Mm. And, and, you know, and that they aren't going to just go out and drop back and shoot it the first time. That's right. You know, they, they they kind of pull it back a little bit, let it down and go a little bit further, and a little bit further and a little bit further. And they just kind of train it that it's OK to be flexed yeah. and go back. And, you mm. know, it's it's kind of interesting, you know, when you're doing it, you think, ah, make the mm. bow, drop back, shoot it. Yeah, no, not not really. You know, fortunately, the yeah. new ones you buy now, you don't have to go through all that. But you know, if you're yeah, just making right. one, I know. And, and when you when you start to make, make when you appreciate how much it worked and design and amazing um, craftsmanship goes into goes into bows. Yeah, yeah. I know. I've got um, one of my. We'll come, we'll come to it later, but I've got my, my favorite bow here at the moment. I bought a bow. It's it's, it's beautiful, man. Yeah, the oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen some of those the custom bow manufacturers that are actually they're, they're just a bower on themselves. That they just exactly. make, you know, it's not yeah, a production, yeah, and and, mm -hmm. and each one is just it's amazing. You know, the work you put into them, and yeah. and you know, and you know, being a hobby woodworker, you know, yeah. I can see you know what they have to do to go through to make all that. You know, it's not That's a right. simple task, but you know, it's you know, great looking bows, and some of them actually shoot yeah. really good too. Yeah, that's it. it. That's exactly it. Yeah, and I was, I've lucky to chat with a lot of amazing people, and they're fantastic. I'm grateful for the help. Um, I was chatting with a guy, and we got talking, and he was talking about his father, and he was talking his father would make a bow, and his father would say, "Well, this is the bow as it's going to be," and then we make another one. And I think that's a brilliant way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I just you, you look at it and say, this is what it's going to be, and then not how to make it there. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. Fine. I know it. it yeah. And each each piece of wood's going to tell you to do something different oh, with it. I I know. Um, you know, I I've I've made you know I haven't made any recently, but I used to make mm. duck calls and deer calls, and you mm. take the piece of wood, but first thing you do is you make it round. And then, then you stop and look at it, mm -hmm. and it will tell you the design you need to make that call. You yeah. know, it's like, okay, I want this design. No, the wood says no. You're not doing that. You just look at it and say, what looks cool with that piece of wood? And each That's one right. is different. You know, you're gonna make right. each one a different, and and same thing, you know, with the bows. Each one is gonna look a little bit different because, after all, it's not a man-made material. You know, That's it's right. it's a naturally grown material, and yeah. you know, if you're using like a piece of walnut. Yeah, no two pieces of wall are identical. That's right. Not even from the same tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the environment and the, the local conditions and the soil conditions, it all makes a difference. Yeah, and it makes yeah. a unique living, yeah, piece of artwork. Well, you know that a tree growing, you know, even the same species of tree right. grown over in Scotland is grown here in mm. Nebraska is going to look completely different. Completely different. Our, You're right. Our weather is different, and you know, the amount of rain, uh, yeah. the amount of sunshine, the heat. Uh -huh. um, yeah. You know, I don't know what kind of temperature you get over there, but it's not un unheard of for us to get over 100 degree temperatures here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah, minus that, 20. So we get a big. Oh, that's, that's a big range. That's a very big yeah. range for you to go with, and that will affect how it grows here. Well, 
uh, technically speaking, we're in the temperate zone. So that basically means that we are not, the temperature doesn't go way too high and way too low. It's, it's in the middle, more often than not. Sometimes we get some quite relatively warm weather, like today, it can make you feel brilliant, great summer. But sometimes we've had weather events like the East and East, and the temperature went straight down. <laughs> so it can be unpredictable, you know what I mean? And sometimes it's used to be that you could predict things from, from year to year. Now it's a bit more random, you know? Yeah. 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 It, you know, the, the globe is constantly changing. So, you know, ah, it is, year to year, it, it may be the same, may not. You know, you never know. Yeah, that's right. And what you're saying, the, 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 we, you grew, we are on a different quality to it. It'll flex differently. You know, it'll resist, yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll resist, it'll resist the temperature differently. You know, what you can do with it, like, like you were saying, it, it, it's different. And here, um, we, what we used to do back in the day is we would dry ice for years. You know, we actually had, there's a, a great museum nearby and they actually have part of that, that, that we constructed. And it's amazing to see how, how well how everything's put together. And the care they took to get that wood, just to, just to season it right. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 amazing, you know, some of the things that you know are done and taken in account for the seasonal changes in the wood. And yeah, you, you know, here we have big extreme extremes, uh, you know. And as the summertime it's real humid, wintertime it's real dry, and you know, things shrink and then expand. And um, you know, even shooting, you know, compound bows, you're shooting in the wintertime, yeah. your bow acts differently yeah. than it does in the summertime in the heat. Yeah. And, and, and you know it's all different and you know hopefully you know at hunting range at 20 yards you know or less it, it doesn't make much difference it just if you can pull it back in the winter time when you're cold you're stiff you got a whole bunch of clothes on the bow is going to fight you a little bit more because it's cold and stiff and, and then you know if you can get it drawn back you're good yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right um, we don't do the bow hunting here in scotland but we do practice on 3d targets so we do get that same experience what you're talking yeah. about when the bow is stiff and you're drawing it back, and then as as the day warms up, it flexes a bit more. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you know, and you're thinking, hey, man, I was I was going that was hitting perfectly in, in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, what, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah, bow warmed up, you warmed up, and it's shooting differently. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and that's exactly right. but particularly, I mean, it's interesting that's, that's a factor with, with the compound because you would assume, because it's a machine, right. you'd assume, you get, I mean, logically, if you, if you, if you look at a, a compound bowl, you think, okay, that's a, a metal riser, okay, and then it's got a cam system, but you look at that, you'd assume it would feel you're okay with that, but it's, it's interesting to hear that the, that the, the, the heat does affect it. Yeah, it does. You know, you, your your strings are susceptible uh, to the heat as well, so uh, they may may soften up and get a little bit, yeah. you know, a little bit more flexing and stretching. And where they're cold, they're not going to stretch. Uh, um, yeah. You know, there's all kinds of different things. You know, depending yeah. on what you use to lube your cams. You know, uh, when they're really cold and freezing, you know, if you didn't lube it with the right stuff, 
now now that grease is going to be slower it's going to slow your bow down if you if mm. you didn't loop right use the correct lube and yeah. um you, you know that all changes and you know the way your rest can work you know it's especially yeah. you know if you're out a little bit of snow or something yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it melts on it and then freezes you know yeah. your rest may not work right that's yeah. right and it's and it's going to affect how it's going to affect how efficient the bow is yeah it's not going to be it's usually sweet and then you and then you're going around and you're dropping you know you'd be dropping in our case dropping points you know what i mean and that's where people can get a bit frustrated then is it me is it the bow is it the conditions yeah yeah well and then as it's cold in the morning and warms up then you have ah. you know, the, the you know heat rises yeah. and you know that ah. can change your arrow and um mm -hmm. you know generally at the closer ranges it really doesn't matter yeah, when yeah, you start yeah. getting out you know the little bit longer range you know especially like you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you know traditional yeah. equipment they're not as fast ah. and you know that extra distance can make a difference it, it, it can it, it really it can make that it can make that challenge yeah. you can make that but, 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 but like you're like, like you're saying like, and then you say there's more time for it to flow, for all the, the variables to kick in. Yeah. Yeah. So for a compound, it's interesting to know what is that extra distance, you see? Is it like yeah. you go? Well, you know, the, the little bit longer distance is going to be your 40 plus. Oh, okay. You know, okay. Um, that's interesting. You know, yeah. or with with a, a, a recurve or a long bow, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you got your 20, you yeah. know, 30, maybe 40 yes. might be a long range. Well, the compounds 40 to 60 to 80, you yeah, know, yeah. is what we're going to shoot on some of those, depending on what tournament you're oh, in, and, you know, what their specs are. But, um, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I was in a field round where it was, I think it was uh, 40, 50, and 60 yards is what I was. Yeah, shooting. yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. you know, by the uh -huh. time you get 60 yards, you don't have a 60 yard pin at the time I did. And it's like, okay, okay. I, I got to guess, I need to put my 40 yard pin All right. on top of okay. the target, you know. Because um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have a pin for it, you know, so because um, yeah. I never shot that distance, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a bow so, hunter with old eyes, so I don't shoot long range anymore. <laughs> well, that's understandable. So we're using a multi pin sight then to, to do that. I do. Uh, yeah, some yeah. of them use a single pin where you adjust the pin. You uh -huh. know, there's little markings on it. Okay, this is 20, uh -huh. 30, 40, 50, uh -huh. whatever your distance are, and you move the pin, and then yeah, yeah. and then you just you don't have to worry about picking the pin. You know, if you say, okay, I think this yeah, is 23 yeah, yeah. yards, you set your sight for 23 yards and you shoot right there where you want it. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. on bow hunting because it's too hard to adjust it. You know, if you uh -huh. set them for 20 yards and all of a sudden it comes out at 40, now then I got to hurry up and adjust it. You know, I yeah, yeah. I prefer fixed plans. You know, I, yeah. I know some people that will shoot a single pin out hunting. You mm -hmm. know, they'll set it for like 20 yards and if it goes out mm -hmm. further, they'll just aim a little high. Um, you know, I I don't. Mm -hmm. I know there are some that do. Uh, some use uh, caliper type releases, a wrist strap. I use a right, handheld okay. when I hunt. You know, yeah, I have yeah. one I that, that's in my hand. Just, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's interesting because you, I, I see the guys are at a professional stage and they open up the release, release trains like there's like 20 of them. <laughs> yeah. And then they open another train, another 20 down here. But for the average guy like yourself, hello. <laughs> You can't afford to buy, you know, a whole tray of releases. So it's it's interesting to know there's a difference between the that the two styles. Right. One fastens to your wrist, um, not onto your a lot of people try and put them on the hand itself. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, no, huh? you want it back on behind that bone on, on ah, your, okay. your, behind your that, forearm, yeah, yeah. Bone, the bone itself. Because now yeah, it's yeah. you pull, um, you know, I tell people, uh -huh. you know, just take take a hand like this and now pull yeah, yeah. and feel uh -huh. feel where the pressure is. You feel yeah. the pressure in the wrist. Oh, so right, okay. you put your hand back behind there and pull. Where's the pressure? You feel it in your back. Here you feel uh, it in right. the arm mostly. Now I'm used uh -huh. to pulling my back, so I feel it more, but you feel it more yeah, in the yeah. elbow. Back here, you, you don't feel it in the elbow, you feel it in your back. All so right, that's so the that, proper yeah. way to use a release. Um, yeah. I do know guys that use a release on a, on a recurve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, but you can do it. Really, that's fantastic. Particularly if you get to, if you get um, stiff knuckles and stiff fingers. You know, I mean, if you find your fingers aren't working as well as, right? Be, yeah, aye. And, 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 and there you go. And you know what I, I'll tell people, you know, it's like to see what the difference is. Have somebody grab your arm on the uh -huh. hand itself, and now yeah. you pull like you're trying to draw your bow, and you you feel right. it more in your elbow. Where if you pull uh -huh. back here, you don't feel it in your elbow. You you're, you're actually stronger because you use your back muscles instead of using more of your. This more of your chest muscles. This is more of your uh -huh. back muscles. You can just yeah, feel yeah, it, yeah. even if you try it. You know, hold your hand like this. You know, mm -hmm. for those mm -hmm. listening, I'm grabbing my hand and I've got it in front of me, and then I'm just uh -huh. kind of pulling away. Each, you know, yeah, 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 away. Yeah. You've got back and you yeah, when you have it on the yeah, hand, yeah. you feel it in the chest. Uh -huh. Grab back further, and now you don't uh -huh. feel it in the chest much. You feel it more in the back muscles, and, uh, and, yeah, and, and yeah, it's a the same thing when you guys use and you know the fingers except your hands a little yeah. bit different position you're still using right. those back muscles to pull you're still uh, going to come back to your anchor point you know yeah, you yeah. Do, whether you have a whatever type of release you yeah, use, yeah, whether yeah. you're using fingers uh, wrist strap or handheld yeah, you know yeah. or some column you know thumb releases which yeah, you yeah. don't use your thumb to fire them but um mm -hmm. and now when you release you're still going to pull the back muscles except for mm -hmm. you guys at the recurves you're actually kind of mull around your face a little bit uh, more around we're, uh, we're pulling back and we're coming more straight back cool. you're going to kind of make that circle around there so yeah yeah it's, yeah. You've still you know, that. You've still, yeah 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 up to the point you got your anchor point there's not a lot uh -huh. of difference um, yeah, yeah, i yeah. hold my my recurve exactly like i do my yeah yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah i stand with a real closed stance where my toes are pointing straight to my target uh, and i'm yeah. pushing straight out to line. the side you want everything to be in line with the target yeah, everything in line. Yeah. So when it goes off, my hand goes straight yeah. straight to the target. Uh -huh. Now, the disadvantage of that technique is that uh -huh. you're gripping the bow. Uh, okay. You're gonna hit your arm. So we don't want that. Uh, guaranteed, yeah. you're gonna hit your arm. You have right, to, okay. you know, get that grip that goes between index yeah, and thumb yeah, finger yeah. down the lifeline and right into the heel uh, part yeah. of your hand. And if yeah, you're yeah. pushing with that, I still hold. I now I don't have a sling on it, so I just kind of wrap my fingers around so I don't yeah, drop yeah. the bow. But I don't even hang on to my compound. I, yeah, I don't yeah. hang on it at all. It just it does uh, what it yeah, wants to it do, just and completely relax. And it's yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. You know, you don't pull the trigger. You don't use your thumb to pull it, and yeah. you know, it's you know, with I was originally taught when I for releasing mm -hmm. my recurve because when I started mm -hmm. in archery, you mm -hmm. had a choice of recurve, longbow, wood, or car or fiberglass, and Basically, you that's wood or wood. Yeah, wood or wood or feather, you know, you want four yeah. inch or five inch feathers. That was your option. Yeah, there wasn't much of it. And they, they taught there is just do that, just open your fingers. Mm. 
you know, yeah, over yeah. the years, that's changed because you can't consistently open the fingers. You got to relax uh, them as you're pulling through. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, I, I love that when we're looking at when we start with this technique, and then we think, oh, wait a minute, we can maybe that technique slightly better and, and improve it, like you're, like you're saying, right? Of falling through, and then. Um, you're kind of because a lot in those times your choices were did it get better or do I go stronger? Yeah, you get what I mean. <laughs> yeah, you know I had to go up in poundage, you know, to get that. You know, and some folk would always say, "Oh no, I need a really high poundage. I need really high poundage to feel that." Yeah, I mean, but it's interesting by evolving your technique, you can actually see yourself some some effort if you like. Yeah, and, and you know and. A lot of the old archers had shoulder problems because they uh, locked that arm out. Mm. You know, they put that arm guard on there and locked that arm mm. out. Well, when mm. you lock your arm out, all that pressure from the bow yeah. goes into your shoulder. Your your shoulder, uh, your tendons have to hold it. You yeah, drop right, that yeah. shoulder down. Now all the pressure goes through the joints. Uh, and and through the arms. Yeah, yeah. And everything sounds to be so the system is better balanced. So you're right. not getting that pressure at that one particular point, it's transitioned through the system. Yeah, through the through yeah. the whole body, uh -huh. and, you know that yeah, that's yeah. some of the things that you you learn. Um, mm. You know, I I I started doing martial arts before I I oh, learned yeah. the back tension release. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I've kind of incorporated them in, in what I learn in efficiency uh -huh. and power. Yeah, uh, yeah in martial arts, I apply to my archery, and yeah, yeah. you know, and when I lot, teach, there's a lot of crossover between the two. Yeah, absolutely. well, archery is. Archery is a martial art. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. And yeah. And I find the easiest way to help somebody get started is to start with the stance. I call it a Zen rope. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what yeah. I mean? And that way you can feel what it, what it is for things that, you know, oh, I don't know. Wait a minute. Ah, ah. Now, this is a unique, for an archer, this is a unique experience I can see myself. More often than not, I have to point that out because I can actually see myself here. But normally, you can't, it's all done by fear. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's nice about shooting blank bales. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. I love that. You, you have no target. Really Your eyes like are closed. You're close enough. Yeah. You can't miss it. You have a spot right. or just somebody and you walks down totally, range. If you totally say, like you said, you can't miss it, it's point blank. And you're doing that. Right. Uh, blank bales is fantastic. Yeah. 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 And, and with your eyes closed, it's amazing what you can mm. see your body doing. And mm. I know when I first learned back tension release, they had us, uh, mm. you know, point blank to the target. And there's like yeah, 20 yeah, some yeah. of us uh, along, the, along the line. And, and yeah. you're your eyes closed and finally feeling what it yeah. feels like. Okay, that's what it should feel like. Open your eyes up and you can't do it. Yeah, that's Close your eyes, it, open. <laughs> yeah. But, it, but, but it's building in total confidence. You know that's going right. to hit there. And you relax a bit more. And you, you, you know what I mean? Because when you first get your first compound ball, you, your brain thinks it's like the Terminator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I'm going to pick this up, and it's going to, I think the custom ball as well, maybe. You think it's going to automatically just nail the target, but there's a process in between there, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. And, and you know, we, we've talked about all kinds of different aspects on the, the, yeah. the last podcast we talked about. You know, uh, some of the uh, <laughs> metal game that mm. you you can play, um, you know, with yourself and against somebody uh, else, and you yeah. know, we, we talked about you know the metal game. Somebody tries to mess with your mind; they're also messing with their own. Mm. So you have to go through and go through the process and just 
be in the zone, be in what you yeah, yeah, want right. to happen. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, you know, yeah. The power yeah. of the universe, it's going it's to bring what you think of. And, uh, absolutely, absolutely. And if it doesn't feel right, let it down. Now, I know that's hard on the compound and the recurve because you've got all that tension there. You know, and yeah. the recurve, the recurve I'm, I'm, as, I, as I pull, I'm building tension. Therefore, if it doesn't feel right, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I've, yeah. I've had some bows where you know it's such the cam takes off and it, it, you you're back and uh -huh. you go to let down and just it just also just you know it just uh -huh. takes it away it's hard uh -huh. to let down on on some of those yeah. like that yeah. uh, you know it takes a little bit of doing it and mm. the problem you run into letting down is if you mm. have that death grip on that bow That's you right. torque really it, that. and then you derail your your string we don't want that because you've got it torqued we uh, talked right, about on the last one. If yeah, you yeah, yeah, if you hold your bow, hold it lightly, yeah. and now make a tight grip. See what uh, your bow does. It will actually turn. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. So uh, as yeah. as you grip it tighter, it turns and turns more and more. Yeah. And you know, some people you know believe in paper tuning. Mm -hmm. I don't because that that really doesn't tell you anything. Okay. I can take a perfectly a bow that shoots a perfect hole, and mm -hmm. I can make it shoot a bad hole. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, I, you can, I can make it shoot a bad hole I, just I by what I do with my hand. Yeah, and it's got nothing that, to do with the bow. That, 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 that small, that, that small movement, yeah. yeah. That's really interesting. That small movement has that a magnified effect. Like you say, we don't notice it at the short distances, but we would notice it when we're shooting, shooting further away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then paper tuning, if you do it up close, you may or may not get a good tear. Did you go 20 uh, yards down range, shoot 20 yards away? Most, unless you, if you don't have a good tear, it's because you're way underspined on your arrow, which uh, means you need to replace your arrow. Yeah. And one of the things that paper can tell you is, uh, you know, how your arrow is flying at different distances. Yeah, 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 yeah. So absolutely. if your arrow is fishtailing side to side, you know, you have a two week of a spine or, or up and down, um, you yeah, know, yeah. it could be something with your, your rest. But if it's going side mm -hmm. to side uh, mm -hmm. or up and down, at different distances, mm -hmm. you know, say it's it's mm -hmm. it, it's high and then it's low, then it's high, then it's low. That's telling mm -hmm. you your spine is off. Because yeah, after a right. certain distance, all your arrows are going to stabilize. Yeah, yeah. You know, they'll eventually stabilize. So you can use it for that, but as far as setting it up, you know, the way I set up a compound. Now, your recurve, you don't have as much adjustment, so you got to tune knock points and, yeah. and different things and, yeah. you know, spines of arrows, length of arrows, yeah, and all that right. goes into that. Uh, yeah, yeah. But on the on the compound, I if center shot design riser, which all the new ones are, um, ever uh -huh. since PSE, uh -huh. the center shot design riser, yeah, yeah. they've all been using it. Um, oh, cool. You know, PSE didn't, mm -hmm. you know, restrict their their patent, but they own the patent on center shot design oh. risers. All right, okay, so they can then customize the system, then they can then build that system. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so so yeah. what I do is I take it, I get the bow and the jig. And I level uh, the riser so it's, uh, it's cool. and then I'll put a level mm -hmm. on the string and make sure that it's plumb. And then that's now perfect. I know that's all level and plumb. And uh -huh. now then I put the rest on and I have a laser about bolt onto the site and mm -hmm. I line it back up on the string. And mm -hmm. then so I got it adjusted. So it's running right on the string and mm -hmm. I'll put out the tip of the arrow and I'll adjust mm -hmm. that rest until that laser hits the tip of the arrow, you know, put a, mm -hmm. a point on it. And now that's mm -hmm. perfectly center shot. And then mm -hmm. while I have the riser level and the string level, I'll put a level on the arrow. 
and adjust the knot point until it's that level. I'll put it at the tip until that's level. Now I'm all level and plumb and we're center shot designed. Now, the only thing that could be off is your third axis on your sight. As you tilt uh, the bow down or up, that sight could be off slightly. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's some bow, some bow sights will have that axis adjustment and some mm -hmm. don't. So you have to actually put shims in, you know, uh, to get that third yeah, axis. Yeah. Yeah. Your higher end ones, generally, I've never had to really adjust the higher end ones unless okay. it has adjustment for it, then it may or may not okay. be because they're machined mm -hmm. very well. Your cheaper ones uh, aren't machined as well. So you may have to tweak those. But it's one of those things, yeah. Uh, when you're working with something that's cheaper, there's more to learn. Right. There's more, yeah, there's more, and you have to be more um, patient with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, yeah, yeah. And you may end up <clears throat> buying more than one of them. <laughs> collection of yeah. Them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's there there's a lot to do them and, and I learn a lot on on tuning you, mm. you know recurves and longbows from from you guys mm. that shoot them all the time mm. and have to adjust them. Um, mm. I have I have one of course that's what I started off with. I shoot instinctively. And, and mm. then I seen I seen this one guy on YouTube, um, Jake Kaminsky, mm. and he is talking about you know, string walker. I was like, uh I'm thinking. Okay, is that something to do with a Skinwalker Ranch? You know the the the, the place in, in Utah. Uh, I was like, um, no, uh, that, it, yeah. What what yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah, is yeah. is is you have we're up uh -huh. the top against it, and that is yeah, your yeah. distance. And then that's your yeah. long distance. You went closer. Now you move your hand down on your string, and yeah, then you yeah. might be moving a sixteenth of an inch, but you move it down uh -huh. to your closer ranges. That's right. Yeah. And, and then there, you know, there's the gap shooting where you're using the tip of your uh, arrow, and, and you're mm. referencing that. And uh, yeah, 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 I just look at the target where I want it to go and concentrate on where I want it to go and shoot. <laughs> I instinctive, you just you, you, yeah. you keep an keep an eye, and I sometimes say, look look pull time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, that's that process. You're looking at it, you're pulling. It's all happening that fluid movement. You know. Yeah. And I use my recurve now mostly for bow fishing. Uh -huh. So that is, yeah, sure. you see the fish, you draw back, hit your anchor point and keep going. You don't have time to uh, string walk. You don't have time to reference the tip of the arrow. Mm -hmm. and, and if you're using a carbon arrow for your, your bow for practice and a fishing arrow, they're not even close to being the same weight. And you have a string on them that slows them down even more. So they're slow, yeah, yeah. heavy. <laughs> That's right. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and that's that's what you know. That's what I use it for now. I don't, you know, I don't hunt with it. I don't plan on hunting with it because mm -hmm. myself, mm -hmm. I don't want to take the time it takes to be good enough to hunt with the recurve. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I because it's I get yeah, yeah. I can get good enough with that without too much work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the kind of that was the you could put the cold pan down for a while and it's still there, and then the recurve is a process. You build up, you go, and you practice. You need every 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 feedback session, every every session you go out is is practice. Yeah. You know, it's there or there or there or there. The brain's building that up and going, all right. So next time, I'll know, I'll get up a bit there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it can yeah, be, you know, that, that's kind of what I prefer is mm -hmm. you know on the recurve is that, but I'm yeah. not competing in tournaments with my recurve. No, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I'm, I'm not trying to be, you know, get them in that that five spot or you know whatever. That's right. That's uh, pressure on there, isn't it? I, I'm well. Actually, I'm trying to hit a smaller smaller spot on a fish, but mm -hmm. you know that. That's right. You're, aim, you're aiming for. A, you're a, you're you're doing you're you're doing it for. There's a difference in doing it for a practical purpose. And what we do over here, we do it for sport, and we're trying to hit. The, we're still hitting right. a small target, but we're trying to hit um, a three D. You know what I mean? So you're and there are different distances, which is well, really cool. And then with bow fishing, you're not aiming at the fish. You're aiming where not where you see it, but where it's actually at, because the water deflects it and makes it a, a different in a different spot. You know, mm. you're you're going to have to shoot differently. You know, you, you got to shoot below yeah. it. You know, if it's on, yeah. and depending on how yeah. far down it is, how far you're going to have to be off, depending it, it, on your it's angle. Interesting. And, yeah, there was um, a shoot I was at we were back, and they had they had a three D you were shooting down. Oh yeah. You know, you know what I mean? There was, you know, and, and the fact that it was at a different angle was really it's, it's interesting. You know what I mean? And a lot of the courses where we shoot, um, they're in beautiful forests, you know, we've got yeah. places locally and it's been set aside and it's been, been chosen well. So you've got the lovely terrain coming in and the undulations. So that means you can have targets different distances. And yeah. then you can, yeah. So you can you can reproduce the essence of that legally here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. And the same skill applies. Yeah. So the, the same method that you're using applies. It's interesting. Yeah. And and then you know, doing the angle shots, you know, a lot of people just drop the arm. That's not your uh, form. Your okay. form is up and your form like you're shooting straight. Mm. You have to bend at the waist down or up to get that angle and then you know the feet doesn't matter it's a it's the relationship between your hips up uh -huh. you know you can twist around forward back you can twist whatever you want but that's still your form as you're twisting back to to make a shot towards the back or twisting uh -huh. forward to make one towards the front nothing changes in your alignment uh -huh. between yeah. your hand the bow and your release hand that mm. all that's that's fixed what you mm. do with your waist doesn't matter. You can bend down, bend up, and mm. and then judging yardage at those angles. Now that's a challenge in itself. Exactly, isn't it? Just because an one. it's it's going to be less than what you think it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, you're right, isn't it? Yeah. And so when you're shooting down, it's yeah. it's closer distance what you think. Oh, yeah, that's I, right. I had. Um, I, I tell the story quite a bit because it, it makes the, the point, um, you know, any, uh -huh. every carpenter knows a three, four, five triangle. That's how you get a right angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And if you're, if you're out three and up four, the distance uh -huh. between where you're at and where your target is might be five. Uh -huh. Well, that gives you that right angle. Well, uh -huh. gravity only works straight down. That's right. I don't care that it's, it's going to fly for 50 yards. It cares that it's going to travel horizontally for 30. So you have to shoot it for 30, not, not 50. And, uh -huh. and I had a trail that when I ranged to the trail, it was before I had rangefinder. I just got a rangefinder a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. And I look at the trail, I come up, find a tree that's okay. on the trail that I can see. I'm going to range to that tree. That's that perfect. tells me the horizontal distance. I feel and I know, you know, I, I looked at one, okay, 
that tree yeah, yeah, is yeah. 20 yards away. Uh, yeah, so yeah. that trail is 20 yards away. A deer can yeah, walk yeah, yeah. by. It looked like it was a 40 or 50 yard shot. All right, so the optics. Because it was so small, I mm. shot it for 20, knowing it was 20, and I got it. Yeah, you got the target. If, if I'd have used something that ranges by size, mm -hmm. I'd have shot way over it. Mm. Because the size is smaller, because your, your eyes are seeing it 50 yards away or, or 40 or whatever it was, mm -hmm. you know, 40 yards away. Um, mm -hmm. And then that's what it looked like for size, but mm -hmm. I knew it wasn't because I knew the distance to that spot down there. Now, if there's no trees, that's the hard part, trying to yeah, figure yeah, yeah. out where it's at. You have to kind of almost imagine where it's at, uh, uh, you know, or get you one of these little range finders. <laughs> range finders are brilliant. I love range finders. I, I got yeah. I got a vortex and and uh, I, I, I don't use it really for archery. You know, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have my tree stand, I'll mark out, you know, where I think they would come. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah. so I don't use it for there. But, you know, if I'm out rifle hunting, I'll, I'll use it to, to know how far I'm away. But, you know, once they come out. You know, yeah, I, 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 I love that. Though. I love the fact that up at the range we're developing, range fingers are cool, man. Because yeah. it's about learning to use the technology to help you. You know what I mean? And then after a while, because um, our perimeter is a fence line, so therefore you can then know that's an artificial structure. Yeah. And we can also put down, we can measure things out. But in a, a course, normally in a competition environment, the, range, the pegs are unmarked, you see. Now, yeah. it depends on the, how, the, how the organizer set it up. Sometimes you get to shoot three shots, sometimes it's two, sometimes it's one. So, uh, uh, the one, let me practice that. The, you've got three shots, one hit. Yeah. And the pegs are in different distances. Yeah. So the skill there is working out the different distances without the, without the marking on the peg. Yeah. The, the challenge on those, the unmarked courses, which I haven't shot at a marked course because I really don't like the marked courses. Uh -huh. you know, that's just a target shoot. Uh, yeah, you know, exactly. I, I do more for bow hunting, and so I want to judge the yardage. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, know, so I know if, if I know it's 40 yards, I can hit target. Exactly. You know, my uh, challenge yeah. is figuring out, okay, is this 40? Is this 35? Yeah. This 45? Uh, you know, where is it at? Yeah, 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 and then yeah, figure yeah. it out. And, you know, it's, you know, so, with the uh, range so finders, if you do it right, you, you, you judge it, you shoot it. And if you miss, then you range it to see where you was off. Okay. Okay. So so if you had two layouts, one was marked, one was unmarked, you would prefer the unmarked layout. Yeah, I'd go to the unmarked yeah. one. Okay, that's fair yeah. enough. Yeah, that's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah, I like that. Okay, fair enough. Well, and, and I shoot spots that develop my skill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I shoot the spots that develop my skill so I know I can hit what I'm aiming at. Uh, but I go to the 3Ds to help me with hunting. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, because I, you know, hunting is what I want to do, and mm -hmm. the 3Ds help me in judging yardage. That's right. So you have to practice. Not exactly yeah. shot placement, because the no, shot but... placement on the mm -hmm. animal is not where you would actually shoot it on a real animal at that angle. Yeah, yeah. Because uh -huh. you know, like if you're shooting for, you know, that that ten ring, you know, which is fairly fairly low on the body. If you're on the ground with them, it, it's good. But if you're up in a tree and you shoot for that ten ring, you have a bottom yeah, exit. Yeah, yeah. So that's the difference that, between the two. Now, now you have 
now you have a, a no blood trail because the internals uh-huh. have plugged up the, the hole. You have to shoot higher because the heart isn't on the outside. It's in the middle. Mm. So, uh, so, yeah. so I, I always tell people, it's like aim for the exit hole. Where do you want the arrow to exit? Okay. Uh, so if, and then shoot for that. And, uh-huh. you know, you know, doing a heart shot is cool, but, you know, I prefer lungs and liver because then mm-hmm. it fills up the lungs and then they don't run very far. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I hear that. So when you're going out to a CD competition course that we do here, so you'd be able to pick, you'd be, you'd be able to be pragmatic. If you get a good vision, if you get a good, good sideline on, on the good scoring target, you could then go, but then you could pragmatically choose, again, uh, you know, the next, you know what I mean? Because it's a, it's, a, it's a bit like doing a rally, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, but the person with it comes to the court, the shoot at the end of the day has the highest score wins. So you, you you can then use that skill to decide: Am I going to go for the inner ace, or am I actually going to go for the next one up, lower lower scoring point? Yeah. Yeah. And the way they work it, every single peg your score drops. Yeah. So you get three shots but every single time. Every so you got your inner you're talking about, and then you got an outer one. And then as you get in the next one, it drops, score drops again. But the peg, oh, might, be, the peg might be closer, you see, or further away. Yeah. yeah. So you've well, got that's an interesting way of doing it. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting way of doing it, isn't you, it? You can have three shots and you yeah, know, your first right. one is full score and your second one is, you know, you're if deducted you, by, you know, one, you know, two points. Yeah, that's right. So you get one, you and, get one hit, but you see attempts. Yeah. So if you if you take a, if you if you if you take the first shot, the high scoring peg, and you get the outer one, you have to live with that. So it's so much as the, but the, then but if you're really really good, you can then say, oh, I'm not going to do the first one. I'll move to the next peg. Take my second. You know what I mean? You can do. You can work tactics into it. You know? Yeah. 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 So you're using that skill. That you're using, you know, to actually do it yourself. And there's other ranges where um, you're allowed one shot only. Yeah, all of yeah. my been too, you get one shot. That's it. Yeah, you one know, shot. Just like hunting, yeah. you don't get two practice shots. You get yeah, one shot. It. First that's one it. counts. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's interesting. You know, the, anyway. the, the, only, the only thing I, you know, they'll have like warm-up courses. The only thing I'm using those for is to make sure my equipment's okay. Aye, aye, aye. You know, I'm not going to take a bunch of warm up shots because I don't get warm up shots at a deer. You know, I might yeah, draw yeah. my bow back a couple of times, you know, the trees, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, the yeah. arrow in it just That's to make sure everything is right. So you, but so you're, my first shot at that deer is mm-hmm. is the only one that counts. Mm-hmm. I don't need a second shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, you're using, yeah, if I don't make a good shot, I need a second one. But I mean, you know. <laughs> I know what so you do with coming coming here is you're talking about shooting with the money shot. He was practicing. Right. Target. He would only do a limited number of shots per day. He wouldn't do like a bat and you got a thousand arrows. He would do eight shots. And then, then that'd be finished. And I think that's a good you know, that's a good way of doing that kind of yeah. For us over here, you know, we don't get to do the, the thing, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it is, it is. I'm not protesting, um, but we get to use the same skill, and we get yeah. to use the same gear, and we get to use the same methods. We get to, and, we, and we get to learn from each other. You know what I mean? 
I mean, yeah. you get to learn this, the skill of it. That that's the fun part. Of archery is learning learning that skill and uh, and picking learning a new skill and yeah. You know, I, I get people. It's like, oh, here's here's how I did. No, that that's the wrong way to do it. I'll do it this way. And it's like, well, why? Mm -hmm. you know, give me the reason behind it. You know, exactly. when I teach, I'm going to teach the way I like to do it. What works best for me, and I'm going to tell you, tell you why I'm doing it that way. Uh, and then we'll modify it for you. That's perfect. I you, love you that. Know. So, so it's this is the way I do it, but it doesn't necessarily mean it works for you. You know, and uh, you learn that over the years of, of teaching between yeah. teaching martial arts and teaching, yeah. you know, archery and and everything yeah. else. Uh, you know, what works for one person doesn't work for somebody else. Mm -hmm. You know, same thing in martial arts. You know, mm -hmm. different bodies have different advantages and disadvantages uh, and it's all learning the technique uh, I, I know this example we had this lady that was i think she was 100 pounds maybe wow. just over and we partnered her up with a guy that was 300 uh, she lifted yeah. him and threw it i can believe that three times her weight she was able to lift and throw it because of technique yeah. that's right you know, we she taught her the technique same thing that. Perfect. Yeah. And yeah. and because she was listening, she had she, she had the right technique, she was balanced properly, and she was wasn't wasting any energy or straining unduly. Right. You know, trying to trying to counteract something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the same thing in in archery, mm. you know, mm. we're gonna teach you the technique that uh -huh. works best for you. Yeah. That's right. And you know, if you get somebody that's bigger and stronger than somebody else, they can just muscle them over. They don't have uh, to have technique. Well, yeah, in yeah. a bow, if you're if you got strong muscle, you, you can do that. But if you don't have the strength, you want to uh -huh. do the technique. You don't need a lot of weight. Like that's we talked right. about in the last one, I killed my first yeah. year at 52 mm. pounds um, with a 2117 yeah. aluminum arrow and 145 grain point at Umazi mm. Broadhead. And I was it was 40 yards away. Mm. And when that deer turned, that arrow almost went all the way through. I think the fletching stopped it from coming out. Mm -hmm. So you don't need a lot of weight. No, you don't. You know, it's just shot placement, as we all know. It's where does uh, the shot go? Um, I've right. also shot a deer at about 10 yards with a 70-pound bow with mm -hmm. a hundred grain muzzy, and it mm -hmm. did not penetrate through because I hit that bone on the shoulder. Mm -hmm. It just it just basically mm -hmm. a minor cut. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know, and, and I can remember back in the day when I was getting back in touch and I was trying to get in touch. The choice was so limited. You had a thirty yeah. pound, um, and now my my, my drawing's not that. You probably see it's not that big. So the bow master, that's something you could just basically lost pounds for every inch. Just blah blah blah. Bow master, what's the word? You know what I mean? Oh boy, maths. And the next one was like 40 pounds. Okay, that's yeah. and the next one was like 60. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, well, I've struggled. <laughs> you know what I mean? But nowadays there's so much choice. There's you know right. different styles. Yeah. So if someone's looking at a catalogue and they think, right, I'm ready to get my my bow. I've gone from the I've gone from the Genesis bow and on my horse bows and my Zen bows. They're all fantastic. So, what would you advise someone to look at when they when they when they see that rack of choice? How would they even get started with that? Well, the first thing I do is okay. If you have a budget, 
look at bows within your budget. Um, you know, if you pick up that bow that is double your budget, you're going to like it, want to buy it, you know, figure out mm -hmm. your budget first and then mm -hmm. just pick up every bow. You know, if you're right-handed, pick up the right-handed bows. If you're left-handed, mm -hmm. pick up left-handed bows. Remember which dominant eye. Pick up the bow and see how it feels in your hand. Pick up the mm -hmm. next one. And then if it feels good in your hand, uh -huh. then it's most likely you're going to be able to shoot yeah. it. So then take uh -huh. all those that you like the way they felt uh -huh. and it's like, okay, I want to consider these, these four bows really feel good in my hand. Grab uh -huh. the first one and the second one and get them strung up you know, or set your drawing for compounds and yeah, then yeah. take a few shots with it, take a few uh -huh. shots with the other one. And uh -huh. if you really can't tell the difference, you know, with whoever's, you know, helping you with it, yeah, close yeah, your yeah. eyes and shoot the one bow and then mm -hmm. shoot the other bow. You know, have them hand you one of the bows <laughs> so you don't know what you're shooting. Uh, so you and and shoot, you yeah, get yeah. the feel of it with your eyes closed. Uh -huh. And now then, you know, then they should ask, which one do you like better and why? Mm -hmm. the why doesn't matter it's just you need to yeah. you know i, I want the, the person to yeah. say why they like this one yeah. better so it, when it, you go it, it might just be minor thing and take that uh -huh. best bow set uh -huh. that aside now grab the next the three and uh -huh. four bow you know however you want and which ones of those you like the best that go uh -huh. to the same thing now then take those two you like the best of those two group and now shoot those two which one you like the best there it is that's your bow Aye, aye, that's it. And when 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 you're choosing bows, um, there's ones that you can adjust yourself, you know, with, with you know, adjustable cans and stuff like. Right. There's ones that need, that need a bow prints. Which 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 of the two types would you say you're just wasting your time with that? Or well, either one, because you know, once once you get, you know, if you're in a compound, once you get the drawing set for you, mm -hmm. there's no reason to change it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If the draw weight. You know that you can generally change yourself because mm -hmm. it's just mm -hmm. tightening down the two screws on the limbs. Okay. Um, now, if it's if it's a recurve or longbow, uh, you're not changing anything on it. No. So, if it's a takedown, you could replace limbs. That's right. You know, which is advantage of the takedowns. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the one one thing I'd say is, do not look at the name brand. Don't you don't care what the brand is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah most yeah, yeah. most all the bow manufacturers now nowadays make good quality bows yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know don't so get into the hype that, yeah, yeah 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 don't get into uh, the hype that okay this brand name is the best mm -hmm. no it's not it is mm -hmm. not the best it might be the worst one for you or it That's might be the best one yeah, but yeah you won't yeah, know yeah. until you go in with an open mind uh -huh. don't worry about what they're trying to sell you and and mm -hmm. go to go to a shop that is going to tell you what you need not what they want to sell yeah 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 that's right yeah yeah we have, and, a, we have a local store it's a sporting sporting they have all kinds of sports stuff in there yeah, 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 yeah. baseball not just archery and they're on yeah, commission yeah. so they're going to sell you the most expensive boat the most uh, expensive yeah. site the most expensive rest because they make commissions on it they make more money yeah, when yeah. they say the high dollar stuff yeah yeah and, I, I, and, yeah as a business and, that's and, what they're not Right. Yeah. So go to a place like when I had my store, uh, you come in, I'm not selling you the best, the most expensive yeah. item. Uh, know, I'm going to, I like these example. you know, they come in, I put a, I put the cheapest stabilizer on in can, mostly to hold the sling on place. And then 
I'm going to put that on there and then you're going to shoot a few times. Then I'm going to take it off. I'm going to put a high dollar release uh, stabilizer on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Junior, uh, can you tell the difference? No, buy the cheap no. one. Exactly. Exactly. Know, because that's know, best for you. Yeah, yeah that's best because I got myself um, a nice book from Amazonian. You get all the stuff from Amazonian. They're not, um, they're, there aren't that many shops nearby. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there are actually good shops where you can go to compounds and they're really cool guys, as long as you keep it in marketable condition. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're quite happy for you to take it back and try it and then send it back to them. Yeah. And a lot of the accessories you can buy on, online on Amazon or other other, other plans. <laughs> yeah. And I like that. I like that. What you're saying is really cool because you can start with something basic. And just go for it and see, well, that works for me. There's no point in going to like a catalog and going, I'm going to get the 10, I'm going to get the 150, 150 quid one. Yeah. Yeah. And if I was, you know, have a limited budget, I'd spend most of my yeah. money on the release. Ah, uh, okay. Good quality release if you're using a good quality release. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spend so you would use it. Yeah. You would. Yeah. You spend half your money on the bow and the accessories. Get a ready-to-shoot package, which includes the rest of the site, a quiver, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, all, all that kind of stuff you need. Yeah. And then uh, go buy a good quality release. Uh, yeah, and yeah. and the, the straightest arrows you can find. Straight yeah, yeah. out. When you're first starting out, get the cheaper arrows because you're going to lose them or break them. Um, just realize that when you go to straighter bar. arrow, yeah, when you go to straighter arrow, your group's going to tighten up. So yeah, spend yeah, yeah. the money on a release, yeah. get, get some arrows to practice with. Uh, and then once you get where you're getting a decent group, uh, buy your higher quality arrows and your group's going to tighten up uh, automatically. So yeah, spend that's, the that, money. That's, you know, there's yeah, yeah. there's some some cheap releases out there that are uh, just, they're not very good. Um, some of the names enough. that are really good are Scott releases, Carter, okay. Stan, Stanislavski's. Uh, uh, yeah. True Ball has some good ones if you stay away from their low end ones. Um, mm -hmm. You know, some of the high ends they have some really good ones. Uh, uh -huh. you know, all of all of them stay with the higher ends. You know, right now you're yeah, probably yeah. gonna spend 60, 60 and up. I wouldn't okay. spend anything less than that on a release. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. My my handheld release is probably about two hundred dollars. That's not okay. So it so, sounds it sounds like it's almost worth delaying the point of purchase, moving up. So you can afford right. the better loose, the better, you know what I mean? Stay with what you've got, practice your technique, practice your form, practice your skills. Right. Make sure that the arrows are as straight as you can, you can get them. Right. We all know what cheap arrows are, they are like that. So, and then, and then when you've got some more money, then rush out and get the big shiny thing, go for the release. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you yeah. just realize if you start with like a, a very inexpensive caliper type release, yeah, yeah. You're gonna have a lot of trigger movement. You're gonna uh, fire. And that trigger movement uh, is going to make you think about the trigger moving and stop aiming. So you can't yeah. aim. That's why I say, you know, yeah. if, if you if at all uh, possible, get yourself a good quality release that the trigger yeah. has very minimal travel. All right. Okay, that's cool. So this because, is less travel. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. you're not actually pulling the trigger like a firearm. Yeah. You're gonna uh, pull the trigger. Uh -huh. On a bow, you don't pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah. You use your you you hook it around it, put pressure on it, and pull. Uh -huh. it yeah, you know, and I, yeah, and I think a lot of folks, uh, maybe to just from finger shooting to the to the to the release, 
really because the basketball market is now at the moment the big yeah. choice on that side of the market and that's getting up. So they might be looking to see how they make their decisions, you know, and you know, and what kind of, you know, so like you said, there's no point in them even trying to, to keep the one just can put you off. Wait a bit until you get something that's a bit better built and a bit yeah. has less travel. Uh-huh. And, and you know, and if you're going with the recurve or longbow, you're most likely going to use fingers. Um, yes. You know, we had a neighbor kid that you know just used a regular mm-hmm. glove, and it was hurting his fingers. Uh, so I I sold him a, a regular re, a glove to shoot with. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's it's much much better on your fingers because that that extra pad in there. And yeah. the problem I I had to on my compound, I originally started fingers on my compound because you know mm-hmm. I didn't ever grow up with a a release i grew up mm-hmm. shooting fingers and then when i got my yeah. compound it was just short enough that the string angle was so sharp matching my uh, yeah, yeah. start going numb yeah, so yeah, i yeah. had i had to go to release because yeah, to you know my, my fingers going numb after you know dozen shots so i, I can't shoot much because they're so yeah. short and now the shorter ones you can't uh, shoot them with fingers because you couldn't even yeah. get your fingers in mm-hmm. if some of them are so short yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, have right. to shoot them with a release and yeah, yeah. You know, that's what I, I I like shooting with, with fingers. I have a glove that I, mm. I can't wear it anymore because my, my uh, fingers don't fit it anymore. But I had that when I had my bow uh, in the 60s. So, uh, you know, I and, and the leather's kind of all shot, uh, but I have other gloves now that yeah, yeah, I use. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. what I put on my my recurve is uh, the no gloves. It's okay. just a little rubber piece. You go above the, the knock point and another one below okay. it. So you arrow between it. And oh, it, okay. it's a little rubber. I don't have yeah, that yeah, string yeah. rubbing across my fingers. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. I don't use a glove. I, I, I so you, you, you prefer to use that. And it gives you that right. um, dexterity. And and one of the main reasons I did that is that bow fishing. You mm-hmm. have you have the water. You have the slimy fish. I don't yeah, I don't like the tab bad. because it kind of restricts my fingers. I That's like the glove, but I don't want to have a leather glove getting all full That's of slimy it. fish and everything else. So yeah, this yeah, way, yeah. I just have a towel drawer. I'm hands off and and go. Um, and that, yeah, I mean that's like that. That, that's interesting because in Scotland it's going to rain. You're going to get rain. It's going to happen. <laughs> so I mean it's good to I mean it's good to know because a lot of people people often couldn't finger time. But when you go when you go in a, in a damp you know, and shoot, it's too wet. But if you had a bow with that on it, you can go. Yeah, it's not too bad. I can go do some shooting. I can go out and go in the boat. Normally you would go. You know what I mean? Because your fingers, it's when the, everything's going to get soaked. But, you know, yeah. Like that you can, yeah. You know, yeah. That's you something to look at. Is that they're called yeah. no gloves, and that you just take and just slide them on your string, and and yeah. you know that's something come like a little, little little bobby pin that you you hook around the loop and you okay. push it through the rubber thing and you pull it down. Now, if yeah. you just freshly wax your string, it works right. so much easier putting them on. Uh-huh. And, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. Then you don't need a glove. They sound really interesting. Are they expensive? No, no, they're 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 fairly inexpensive. They're cheaper than buying a glove. Cool. Um, I haven't priced them recently, so I don't really know um, uh-huh. what they cost. They... Okay, that sounds good. You definitely look at that. That sounds good. Yeah, anything that helps, particularly in the lighter bowl, you know. Yeah, there's. There's there's all kinds of different stuff out here that it is cool that you can use. I just thought while I while I have it, I'm just going to do a quick search on uh, 
Aye, definitely, man. Aye, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Does that mean? You know, because I, I was I was shooting um, down in a three D thing, and the rain came in, as it does. The drizzle came in, and you can feel oh, your yeah. finger tab. You can feel your finger tab, and I had my favourite finger tab with me by the end. But <laughs> this is the one I've been shooting with for a while. I was like, oh, really good. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I just I just looked it up. Let me do a quick share of the screen here. Uh, you can see it. Okay. Go for um, it. Go for it. Uh, it's on Lancaster Archery. Right here is the no okay. gloves, the two pieces of rubber. They're five ninety nine as of today. I don't know oh, if they'll be okay. tomorrow, but okay. you know, five ninety five ninety nine for no gloves. And, That's not bad, huh? Yeah, and then you got your traditional tabs. Here next to it on the screen, you know, the yeah, yeah, Black yeah. Mamba traditional three tab, $45 uh -huh. as opposed to six. And, and mm -hmm. you know, that that's something that, uh, um, you know, if you're in a wet environment, yeah, yeah. go for it. Now, if you're yeah, in a competition, absolutely. I'd probably go maybe with the, the tab because you get a little yeah, smoother yeah, release. Yeah, uh, yeah because yeah. those those are kind of roll, going to roll off your finger. Mm -hmm. um where the tab it's yeah. gonna, that, you know when you pull that's going to slide off instead yeah. of rolling because those that will roll the, the string yeah and that's what most people are building up towards and being practicing leading towards competition the beat you know, yeah. shooting with other it's, it's fantastic i love I'm, i do a lot of zen actually it's just it's amazing we shoot lighter bows and you know it's, it's amazing so that means that the the, the, the finger pressure is, is, is it's lighter, so you can yeah you can use your, your natural fingers. But we, as we develop, like you were saying, you could use that as a stepping stone. Right. You could use you could use you could step from that and then step to finger tabs and then better finger tabs. You know, when you, if you're looking for the first thing to get yourself, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and then from finger tabs to releases, you know. Yeah, there's, yeah. There, there's a lot of options for, for what you want to do. There is. And uh, it's, you know, what is your preference? You know, there, there's no right. right way and wrong way. I love you know, that. If, if, there, if the tournament says that, you know, in your, your traditional equipment, you cannot yeah, yeah, yeah. use uh, a release aid, then you can't uh, use it. But if it doesn't say, it doesn't specify, and you need to yeah, use yeah. it because... You know, sometimes, you know, you'll have, you know, problems with your finger or something and you can't really pull it back. And, you know, there's there's all kinds of different reasons why you need to do something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there are classes out there that are um, written to be um, very specific. So that's, you know, you know, like with like is competing with each other. And there's yeah. other classes that are written to be more open. So right. along with, within, the, within the framework of, of, of what they're looking at, you know what I mean? So yeah, so you got in the weaker freestyle, for example, it's a finger class. But the the the, the fully unlimited or if this is an IP class, then it's I think there's more scope in that. So that's interesting. Um yeah. And 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 you go. No, uh, no go ahead. I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I suppose it's just something that to get to get used to when, um, when I was developing through that actually I watched a guy um, he was shooting a Korean bow beautiful little thing 
beautiful wee thing. And I noticed, hang on a minute, he's not using his fingers. Wait a minute, he's using his thumb. I thought, wow, that's fantastic because he's dealing with the short angle problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, and I thought, wow, that's really cool. You know, and he's, and, and you know, and the draw really, really cool as well. So, yeah, there's there's a uh, a little bit different um, technique when they're doing. I know I was talking oh, yeah. to um, I, I talked with a guy that did it off the horseback, mm-hmm. and you know on the right end of the bow, the arrows on the yeah, left yeah. hand of the riser, That's um, right. and then you're using your fingers while on a horse bouncing around. Yeah, yeah. you could not do it. You have to put it on the right side, and they're using uh, I, their I, thumb, a thumb yeah. release on there because it's pulling through, and then releasing that way. And right. um, yeah, it was it's completely different different way of shooting. That's right. Yeah, and I was, I was experimenting with with that. He, he started talking, and back in the day, then it wasn't very good, unfortunately. You, we, we do that. You can see the picture there, Lordy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, but, man, yeah. And I, I found I found a here's here's the thumb. Oh, right. yeah, amazing. It puts right on your thumb. I'm not sure yeah. how to use it. I haven't really looked into it's, it. But it's 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 a fantastic way of shooting. Um, yeah. And and it this the experts will tell you this. There's a why a lot of different methods you can shoot. So you can shoot, and then actually you can normally you know you can shoot the other side. Well, there's a variant where you can shoot on the conventional side as well. Because it's 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 to do with the way it plays with the part. That's the parts. So when you when your bow is canted, it's the, normally what they're worried about. We don't want to lift it off. If you can't, you can put you can pull back and, and it puts it back in the riser. You see? Yeah. And I, I started to figure that that that's out because it's been back. It was before we had ambidextrous bullets. This weren't available. I had to use the bow yeah. I had, and the, and the horse bow I had. Was a replica of a replica of a replica. <laughs> <laughs> it had been westernized, basically. You know what I mean? So it wasn't fully ambidextrous either. I mean, I love shooting off the horse, but really, you know, you know that you've got that feeling of shooting off your hand, you know, like a long bow. It's amazing. There's a lot in that kind of when you're just pulling it, and then when, like, you know, like you said earlier, you know, but feeling the hand, feeling it, it's very much this in that, that, that kind of vein. You know, we're not avoid that, avoiding that, you know, <laughs> a vice grip and, and then you should, a nice loose grip on it, but you don't want the thing to fly your hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you still have to have that loose bit, and then you, you, know, you end up putting your fingers in a nice, wee, relaxed grip, so you can still relax and then have a confidence. Like, you know what I mean? I'm going to shoot off my, I'm going to shoot off my hand. Yeah, I mean, and then like, well, hang on, how do you do that? Right, okay. Well, there's two options. You can look at that. You can put a, a tiny wee bit of um, rest on your bow if you want to. That's cool. Or you can use a glove. And I started using a gardening glove because you know you, yeah. you can get gardening gloves. You know what I mean? You have to go. There's no pro shop nearby, so yeah, or, or online. And then we started to, and then I started to experiment a bit with different types of thumbnails. Yeah. I didn't like that fit. 
I loved it, and I was watching the video guys something. Originally, it was your art, and it was but that was a static web page. You know what I mean? It was a good information, yeah. but you couldn't see it. And then I found the Korean guy; he was shooting 150 meters with ease. Oh, yeah, you know I mean, and that. Well, hang on a minute. A short bow, 150 meters. And he's shooting with ease. Wait a minute. <laughs> Something's still out for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's something to learn from you, and there's something to. And then I started to look at that, and I said, oh, I mean, oh, I like the way he's. And you can see how he started to problem solve. And then I looked at other, other websites and other, other groups, and then I started to experiment. Well, okay, I can do that. Fingers are too, a bit too small, so I can do this. Oh, wait a minute, I can do that. Ah, hang on. And then it became like you were saying earlier. Didn't like that film. I didn't like that one. Yeah, I didn't like that one. I didn't like well, I liked that one. That was better. And you and basically you know, as you go. And I end up it's a company down south, um, Arms of the World, great guys. And they got me a Japanese glove. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it, that was a you know, because it, it's it's it, it was more comfortable than the glove, and it was properly built for the purpose of thumbing. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's designed and evolved, and I'm not using it properly because I'm not Japanese after. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to be, but I was I was wearing it, and you know, yeah. Wow, nice. And and, then, and that's when I kind of went went from curve to hospital to. To kind of compound. Yeah, and if anybody's listening yeah. has any experience with that, you know, hey, yeah. comment, you know, let us know because we'd be interested in, you know, learning. Yeah. It's, it's something. It's it's so cool about archery. Is you know, yeah, isn't it? There's a there's a lot in it. Yeah, there there is. There's there's a lot in it, and and I've done, you know, lots of interviews with people all over the world, and uh, you, you know, it's all the same, but it's all different. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right. So when you when you're shooting, um, and you're getting someone in, in, into that kind of that kind of style, um, basically it sounds like to me you are, you want them to get to the best goal they can get, but focusing on a decent tab. Or a good release aid, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. you're you're much better off to, um, as long as the bow fits, you go to the pawn shop and buy the cheapest bow you can, mm -hmm. and spend the money on a good release. Yeah. You know, you know say say you've got six hundred dollars that you're going to buy your bow. Uh -huh. Go out and spend two hundred dollars, get a good quality release, and spend uh -huh. four hundred on 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 a cheap bow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. As long as it fits you. Yes, you know, that's right. Don't go out and spend $2,000 on a bow that don't fit you because it's worth less than that $400 bow that fits you. It's got to fit you. Yeah, that's right. It's, it, it's, 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 it's got it's, it's to fit you. Aye. Can, so, can uh, you comfortably draw it back? You know, aye. I always I make sure, you know, if you can't, okay, pretend mm. like a deer is there mm. and they're, they're going to see any movement that you make. Mm. Can you slowly draw that bow back and get to your anchor point uh, 
If you can't do that, you're pulling too much weight. That's a that's a good analogy. So if if you if you can if if you're at a small target and and if you can't do that, if you if you if your muscles are if you're pushing against your muscles, then you're drawing too much weight. If you're drawing smoothly, then it's better for you. Right. Show, 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 show us that smooth action again, in case someone's missed it. Yeah, it, it just pretend like the deer is there. And if you have any big movement, they can see it. You see a lot of people trying to draw their bows, especially mm -hmm. compound up in the air and drawing back across their chest and moving up to their anchor point. All this movement, the deer is uh -huh. going to bust you. So lean slightly forward. Point okay. your deer, you point your hand towards the, the, the target where you want to go. And now uh -huh. grab that release or the string or whatever and slowly draw back, get uh -huh. to your anchor point. Now, once you're yeah. at your anchor point, you can do it slowly. Uh -huh. Now, then you're not going to be as apt to spook that deer yeah. and then run off. Now, once you get to your anchor point, now then you can either wait for the yeah. deer to present a shot or, uh, or yeah. take your shot or whatever you need yeah. to do. And if yeah. you have to hold for a long time and you struggle just to draw it back, especially yeah. on a recurve, you know, uh -huh. a longbow, if you're struggling to draw it back smoothly, you're yeah. not holding very long. Yeah, you're, right. you're letting down or shooting one way or the other because mm -hmm. you're not going to hold very long. But if you mm -hmm. can slowly draw back, mm -hmm. you're not overpounded for it. You know, your That's draw weight's not too high. And yeah, now yeah. once you get where it's like, okay, just I can hold this for five minutes. Yeah. Now yeah. you might want to go in think about adding up, you know, another five pound, 10 pound bow. I got um, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. if it's not replaceable limbs, then you just buy another bow. If it is, you know, last times you can say, okay, I have I have mm -hmm. 40 pound limbs. I, I'm doing just fine with those. Uh, let me order yeah. it instead of 50 pound limbs, you know, or even 45. You know, depend on how much you want to jump at one time. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. draw back, and it's like, okay, now you're there. I want to shoot more weight, you know, because yeah, I want to yeah. have, you know, less drop yeah. in my arrows. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I know a lot of target archers, guys shooting 40 pounds. Uh, the compound's yeah, yeah. 40 pounds, shooting 20 mm -hmm. yards, 40 pounds. That's uh, it. Yeah, yeah. The arrow, the arrow just kind of lobs in, but it lobs in yeah, consistently. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and you know, that's they it. don't want the fast bow because no. it may magnifies your mistakes. <laughs> We've talked about that many times. The faster the bow, the faster it magnifies your mistakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's right. And most of the distance we, we shoot here, I tend to be fairly close to 35 yards, 45 yards at the at the, at the further away targets. Yeah, you know I mean, and competitions go further. So yeah, you're right. So you can start light, and you can yeah. then have have that nice smooth, that nice smooth motion, and you could have time, and you take time to take your shot. You do less shots initially. Concentrate, settle in, hold it in stillness. Maybe <laughs> that's my expression. <laughs> that's my shot. Maybe <laughs> you know maybe it's anyway, but still, you know, go yeah, through yeah. that process. The same thing every yeah. time. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, I have a, a system I go through when I get ready uh -huh. to draw my bow. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. I take my hand and I, I put, you know, kind of a, a high wrist. I put the point uh, between my thumb and index finger. Yeah, yeah. And then I drop my hand down and then uh, I put pressure on, yeah, on yeah. The, the in between the medium uh, parts of your hand. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's that's the part you want to push with because if mm. you know, take somebody, hold your arm mm. out and have yeah, somebody yeah. push on that spot on your arm and uh -huh. see how far that force goes clear through your whole body. Uh -huh. Now have them push over on the meaty part and your hand, mm -hmm. your wrist wants to turn mm -hmm. uh, e either way. Um, mm -hmm. 
we we use that principle in martial arts a lot for lock and joints yeah. because we'll, uh, we'll purposely hit that that you know one of those outside points that twists uh, the wrist. Right. Uh, you know we're, we're twisting it to lock it up so we can lock your joints and throw you on the ground you know or control <laughs> your whatever uh, uh, but if you if you don't do that you get in that that good strong point you're yeah. not going to do it and for those uh, that have martial arts experience think a heel palm strike that is the right. part you're pushing your bow with. Uh-huh. You know, I was, I was asking yeah, yeah, the martial arts experience. You're, you're, so you're being efficient. You know right. I mean? Yeah. 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 So you, I like that your analogy previously that that, that, that nice, that draw run, the one that was going to be up there. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, and that, but that feels more in control, doesn't it? Yes. It feels, and it feels, it feels calmer as well. You know yes. And, and you're so also stronger. Watching that, there we go. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> See, you know, you can you can test this out. Take and put your arm up, and uh-huh. somebody you know have somebody resist it, and now push down. How hard you can push down? Then, yeah, yeah. without much effort, they can hold that arm up mm-hmm. because that's what you're doing. When you're drawing back. You're pulling down with that arm. Yeah, yeah. That's the weak part of the arm. Yeah. Now no, have somebody take and that pressure point we yeah. talked about, and now push them with that. Uh, and you're going to uh, see uh, that you're going to yeah, knock yeah. them over. Uh, and, and much more power because you're more efficient you're more kinetically yes. efficient with, with with what your body can do yeah yeah i like that i like that way of doing it because there's no point in forcing yourself to do a maneuver your body can't accomplish initially because it's going to feel different yeah, yeah. Be, be efficient and and i've seen mm-hmm. even on the tv shows yeah, yeah. you'll yeah, see yeah, them yeah. they'll draw back across their chest using your chest oh. muscles and then struggle to get it back and then have to raise up to their anchor point. And then Uh they have their finger above the trigger Uh and they get ready to shoot. You'll see that finger and they'll just slam on that trigger. Uh Okay, they did everything wrong. Because they're on TV, they they do show the kills, but you know, even a a blind squirrel will find a nut once in a while, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's right. So that's all very exaggerated. They think they have to show off. They're, having, they're using big, massive movements to try and get with it. And it may be like, like maybe they're both too heavy for who've got yeah. different kinds of strength, as you said earlier. As you said earlier, the the bow is too heavy for them because uh, they want to have that extra power because they think uh, they need it, you know, to do the uh, kill on the camera. Uh, um, I I'm mm-hmm. not sure where the video is anymore now, but I seen it as one time. I I seen mm-hmm. a video. Of this guy trying mm-hmm. to pull his bow back, mm-hmm. wasn't his bow. He thought he was macho could pull back this fairly high mm-hmm. poundage bow. It could have been sixty pounds. Who knows what it was? Mm-hmm. He's struggling. He's struggling. Mm-hmm. He's struggling. Finally, mm-hmm. gets back the full draw, and he's mm-hmm. holding it in his left arm. The bow slips out of his left arm and smacks him. Mm-hmm. I just busted yeah. out laughing. It's like, dude, you, you have yeah. no business pulling that bow I back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. So it's it, it's it's better to when you're looking at that 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 dark catalogue or that page, avoid all the heavy heavy stuff just to start with. Find something that's A within your budget and B that's actually that your body can come can co- coordinate. Yeah. Yeah, and then it, when, 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 like you're saying, when it starts to feel a wee bit, oh hang on, I can do this for seven hours, then build up. Right. Yeah, build uh-huh. build up. Uh, uh-huh. My my first compound bow was set at fifty two pounds. It'd go to seventy. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. couldn't pull back that was seventy. The, that was the commitment. I and, and I shot fifty two pounds. Yeah, 
I shot 52 pounds for a long time and it's trying yeah. to build up and I'd okay, now I got to 55 and 59 mm -hmm. and and 60 mm -hmm. was was a struggle to get the 60. And then uh, I got the 62 and then yeah. and then eventually then it's like, okay, I'm up to 70. Uh, <laughs> you know, I could finally do it. But it took a long time of shooting before uh, I could finally get it there, moving a yeah. little bit at a time. And yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. One of the things you can do, you know, for the compound mm -hmm. shooters and you want to mm -hmm. build their strength is let uh, them shoot for let them shoot for a week or two and go okay. in and turn, turn both limbs tighter, okay. a half a turn. Okay. And then they're yeah. gonna shoot. They won't know it because you didn't tell them you turned it. Uh, they're gonna go, they're gonna shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah, when yeah. it looks like they're getting fairly easy, do it, go ahead and crank it. You know, maybe have to go a quarter turn. Uh, yeah, yeah, just turn a little bit. Tightens the limbs down, and next thing you know, they're they're building up. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. With recurves, you can't really do that. But you know what you yeah. can do is is you know go uh, out and find somebody with a little bit heavier bow. Yeah, um, and, with, and some with some recurve systems, you can adjust the tiller. Yeah, they're, they're built that way, so you can actually change that. You can you can you can have them bolted in or bolted you know, in. So there are some systems that do that. But or um, or you have a. a, a also have a collection of different sites. Normally, you'd have um, different types of limbs. So you, yeah. you know, yeah, you can have different, and um, you go to the custom bow maker, and you'll say, "Well, this is going to be efficient for you. Your drawing is the one I use here. It's a good example." <laughs> you, yeah. you know, I had a good, honest dialogue with the guy. He said, "You need a bow limb of this," and then he's like, "Okay, I can't strain that for too long." <laughs> So yeah. he said, okay, you can have this size of riser and this size of and, and, bow, and, it's, and it's fabulous. But I mean, you know, and then you can, if you want to go up and wait, you can just get another size of limbs for this one. Yeah, or you end up with, um, I noticed a lot of people, this is a lot of these the custom bows, um, they hold the value quite well. So I noticed a lot of short, swapping backwards and forwards online. I want to move from this way to that way. Yeah, has anyone got that? You know, and I think archers are really helpful, to be honest with you. You like to help other archers, which is fantastic. Yeah, that, that's nice when you can, you know, try different things out and exchange stuff. It's like, you know, I, uh, I, I actually like a little bit longer limbs. So, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, I have some shorter limbs and it's like somebody, uh, you know, maybe they want to go with shorter limb and, you, you know, you mm -hmm. let them try them and if they like it, then they buy it or what, or you sell to them or whatever. And you know, uh, yeah, close right. enough, just like, hey, stop, stop over. We'll try them and see if you like them. And if you like them, then yeah. sell them to them, you know, or give them uh, to them, you know, whatever. There's, there's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of stuff that, you know, uh, we have extras that, you know, somebody starting out uh, would be glad uh, to, you know, here. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Take it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite happy to, uh, you know, if I buy a bowl and I've used it, I'm happily pass it on to someone else. Yeah, because it makes life easier to get it started. It's just spring mode. Yeah. It's that first bowl. Again, it may be back to the bench stick, back to the first thing. It may be not the best bench stick in the universe, but it's your bench stick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and and you know, there's a little bit of uh, um, it's like, hey, I'm doing this to help me out because if uh, I get more archers, mm -hmm. and there's no archery shop close by, you know, if there's a lot of archers, you know what? Mm -hmm. I, I bet a shop would could open up and and at least part time. You know, some other house, you start doing it. Next thing you know, you have a mm. shop in your area because you don't have the archers to support it. Uh, you know, yeah, so yeah. there's kind of a, you know, there, there's an alternative motive sometimes to yeah. it. And sometimes. the best one is, 
is, is seeing somebody that's just starting out and just get so excited uh, about it. And, and it's yeah, like, okay, this is worth it when they get excited and yeah, you get somebody yeah, yeah. new and, and you have somebody to go shoot with. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you know, and you can happily pass on a bow that you've used for a while and maybe it's you, you moved on from it. You know what I mean? You know, you started with that bow and it's still working okay. And yeah. Yeah. Hi. Uh -huh. You know, there there is always going to be that one or two bows that you'll never get rid of, and you know, like I, know I still I have my very first bow from the '60s. It was a yeah, Ben yeah, Pearson yeah. twenty-five pound fiberglass, and, yeah, and yeah. I, I put a little bracket on it to hold a fishing reel on it. I can't uh, put yeah. it in my hand anymore because my hand's too big compared to what it's then. You know, back uh, in the uh, '60s when I was, you know, yeah, and twelve years old. Uh, I, I won't. It's got a string on it. I won't string yeah. it because. The fiberglass, you know, being you know fifty plus years old. Um, uh, last time we had it, I see a little bit of uh, uh, defects starting yeah. to form in it. So you know, I, I won't right. string it, but you fair know, enough. I won't fair get rid fair. of it. Yeah, you know, okay, fair enough. Uh, because um, fiberglass is like that; it's not one material; it's done in layers. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. So eventually, the, the layers kind of kind of um, come apart. It's, it's, <laughs> but like you said, you'll keep it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. And and you know, when I die, they can do whatever they want with it because I can't use it no more. <laughs> 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 yeah, like, some of the other stuff is like, yeah, it means something to me, but it means nothing to nobody, anybody else. Right. So, uh, uh -huh. you know, hey, give it to somebody that can use it. Now that bow, I probably, you know, not let yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. You know, I tell them, it's like, you know, don't. Give that to somebody that's actually going to shoot it. Exactly, exactly. I like to pass on stuff. Pass stuff was passed on to me. I like to pass stuff on to you know others to just to get them, get get them started. And if they pass yeah. that on, that's fine. They, you know, and if they have a bit of a economic downturn and need to sell it, and okay, you know, yeah, yeah, it's. It, uh, it, there's just so much that we can do with archery that it's just oh it's fabulous isn't it? it there's so much there's so much we can do with it from your um the bench stick we started with to the custom bowl here and the table here the compound and and the stepping stone makers and all that uh, you know yeah and you said there's a lot we can do with it <laughs> yeah there is now do you have any hunting that you do there in Scotland or uh, yeah, we, do, we don't do, as I said earlier, we don't do the hunting because it's banned, it's illegal, but we do do actual hunting, hunting, not in the place I shoot, I have to emphasize that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good. We don't do hunting there, I emphasize that, and we have a membership system, people join, again, I emphasize that again, we'll take you through that. Um, but what we do do is we learn the skip, we, we translate it. So we don't actually do live game hunting, but we do do 3Ds. We do field archery, we do traditional archery, we do zen archery, we do target archery. So we're using very similar equipment with some of these changes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because we're not, we're not trying to shoot through the target. You get me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're trying to shoot at the target. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and sometimes even in the target. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's always good when the arrow hits the target somewhere. Isn't it? It's, it's so good. You know, it's so, so satisfying when you draw back, you take your aim, at whatever range you like to shoot. Like I said, the Blackmail range, I love that idea. 
coming really close and just, you know, getting that full draw. Yeah, I love that. And then doing what we call um, a walk back. So yeah. they move further back. Everything you gain confidence every time you do that. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. So that's what we that's what we, we do and that's what we do here. Yeah. And if people want to travel internationally and go overseas and do it, then okay, that's up to them. Yeah, man. There, there's there's a lot of options on on how far there's you want to take it. Exactly. There's a lot of options we want to take it. Exactly. That's what. I, that's what I, that's what I love. I, you know what I mean? I love I love there's a lot of options, and you can go down the one piece route, or you want the takedown route, or the compound the compound route, or a traditional go, or maybe even build your own. Yeah, you know I mean? and and it kind of goes full circle. Um, a wee bit of psychology finish it. Um, there's a theorist out there called Maslow, really interesting if you look at it. And what he believes is it's a stepping stone. Every single step needs the next step. And you're building upwards. Yeah? Yeah. And you see this thing, it's quite often written as a pyramid, as a graphic, because graphics make sense. But right. actually, it's actually more of a spiral. So every single stage, you get to you get to that. Wow, well, I've learned that thing. And why? Hang on a minute. Wait a minute. I'm now stronger, like you said earlier. Yeah. I'm now more efficient. Wait a minute. My forms settle down. Hang on. You go to the next stage. The spiral goes up. Yeah. And then you get and then you get to another stage, and then you start to think, oh, wait a minute. I want to show them what I know. So then it becomes more about teaching. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the eye. That's the eye. Trying to track in my hand there. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, and it's really, really, really cool. Another theorist we use is the person centered psychology that you're talking about earlier. When you enable someone to get started, yeah, yeah. you enable them to make a, help them to make a choice and to whatever action they want to get into. Whatever form it is, you know, they may want to make that choice. And listen and, and work with an expert like yourself. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. and learn, like you were saying earlier, learn that, learn, oh, wait a minute, I can I don't have to panic here. I can I can make a small, I can make a small change. Yeah. Yeah, one one little one little change can make a big difference. Uh -huh. And that that's what's nice when you know you have a coach or a mentor or somebody that you're working with that you know yeah. knows what's going on. Uh, uh, sometimes we can we can uh, see a little bitty little tweak that you can make. Yeah. And you know, I I've had you know some pretty top archers, you know, send uh, me a video. It's like amazing. You know, get give me give me some some tips, something you know, something I can fix. And I'm uh, looking at it, it's like, okay, I don't see any problem. There don't see problems like Oh, let, let's try tweaking right here. This one little bitty spot. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. We're, we're a new archer. It's like, okay, let's start with the basics with pulling a trigger, you know, or, or something. Yeah, that's you know, you get in that's there. Right. But as you get better and better, it's that little fine little 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 yeah. thing that you're looking at. And every right. time I record me shooting, it's like, why are you doing uh, it that way? That's not that's the way right. you're supposed to be doing it. You know, right. and then you look at it, critique. It's like, oh, okay, that's what I'm doing. And you know, it's that's nice right. when you have a video of you shooting and. 
and you know you, it yeah. goes off and you don't you, i can't see my finger uh, moving or my thumb moving yeah. it just goes and shoots uh, and <laughs> i i did a little series on on different things uh, that i teach in, in shooting uh, in the group and you can see some of those and, and you know watched ones of me shooting the handheld release as well as the uh, wrist release and and the only difference is is my anchor point you know uh, anchor right. point, the the knuckle behind the jaw there's a little uh, pocket um, back on your ear, right here below the ear, and there's a little pocket in there. It's actually a nerve mm -hmm. point right there. It's a good pressure point. We learn mm -hmm. in martial arts. Right, as long uh, as you uh, stimulate yeah. it. Um, yeah. But I put my knuckle in there, the first uh -huh. index knuckle, but the handheld, it's actually my my uh, ring knuckle, ring finger okay. knuckle that goes there because uh -huh. I just rotate my hand oh, and, cool. depending on the release. You know, yeah, the, yeah. Because I have a kisser button, which that's oh, always yeah. lined up. I, yeah, yeah, I have yeah. my touch on my nose, but I have the peep. So a peep and kisser uh -huh. button lines uh -huh. up. If those are in the uh -huh. right position, I don't care whether uh -huh. my hands turn around or whatever position uh -huh. the hand is in, because uh -huh. those two points and the nose force it to be in the right position. Uh -huh. you know? and, and then when you put a mask on, you have to be careful because the mask uh, is, yeah. is keeping you from getting the kisser button in mm -hmm. or your hand in. So yeah, you yeah. have to, to think about that yeah. and make sure you push in a little bit harder to, right. to take care of that extra yeah, gap for yeah, that mask. Yeah. yeah, that's right. But we can, but it shows that actually you can evolve and adapt. You know I mean? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And that was we did the same. Yeah. We had we had we had to we had to evolve and we had to adapt and we had to change some change what, what we could do. Yeah. yeah. Um the range we put more lanes in to enable social distancing. And we, we went to, we got some great targets, and then we decided to um, have key targets and then smaller ones. Yeah, it's, there, there's just so many things that, uh, you know, we could talk about it. We could go on I, for hours, absolutely. but, I know, I know you know, we, we uh, don't want to talk for hours, but. <laughs> that's okay, man, that's okay. Uh, that way. Yeah, it's it, it's just it, it's great, you know, talking with you today. It's I think you know, we, we talked we I talked like a little bit the other day before, you know, yeah. before we got on just to kind of uh, get the oh, yeah, that's right. and, and that was yeah that that was a lot of fun and, and now we get to right, spend, spend some time and do some serious yeah. talking and you know yeah. learn learn how things are done in, in uh, Scotland and yeah, yeah, and, you know. A little bit different. I've I've talked to a guy in in United Kingdom someplace. I forget where he was. I, at, I, I, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you know, yeah. it's it, it's all a little bit different. And it is, and every single part of the UK, it it's different. We have a different, slightly different emphasis. We have the same associations right across the UK, and that's fantastic. And we also have local ones as well, which is also really good. And people can join, jump between them, just whatever suits you, whatever you like. There's an association there. You can learn from them. You can get started the same with us. You can come along and get started. Yeah, yeah. It's that's the same. You know, everybody I've talked to all over over the world. It's like, <clears throat> hey, you know, if you want to learn, here's where we're at. Stop down. Yeah. You know, we'll get you that's started. Um, yeah. You know, you know, no matter where you're at, you know, whether you're in the uh -huh. United States or Canada, you're in Croatia, yeah. Bosnia, uh -huh. um, uh -huh. you know, United Kingdom, Scotland, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Africa. <laughs> you, you know this it, it, it's uh -huh. all the same same thing it's like isn't it hey it's if you have a bow if you have a bow and i have a bow we're automatically friends 
Yeah, that's, you know, that's kind absolutely. of the way it, the way it works out. It's like, hey, let, let's go shoot, you know? Hey, let's go shoot. Let's go and chill out. Let's go shoot. Let's go and listen and enjoy the session, man. Yeah, and, and then learn from each other because there's going to be things, you know, for, we're absolutely. sitting down there, you're shooting your recurve and, and I have yeah, my yeah. recurve. I'm going to learn a lot from you, you know, because uh -huh. I don't shoot as much as you do. And you know, if you have a compound, you can learn from me. And it's absolutely, and just... definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely, because it's going to be the more of that is going to be um, working with the release aid, right? Now I normally shoot fingers, but I know eventually I'm going to have to get used to using a release aid, and that's just, oh, that's okay. I don't mind. It's part of yeah. learning. It's part of you know, yeah, like you're saying, there's lots of, there's lots, you know, and at each step, my bow is very, 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 very tight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it's it, it doesn't have much left up either. But anyway, but that's okay. So you can, yeah, that'd be brilliant, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a there's just so much, and you know, mm, if, you're, lot, man, if you're at least the same draw length, I know, um, I'm right, I shoot right handed because I'm right eye dominant. Uh, but I've yeah, shot yeah. left-handed bows, and because they're, they're my draw length, I, uh, oh, yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. pull up my shot. It's like shot it good because the technique was there. Whether she was right or yeah, left-handed, yeah. and, and yeah, actually yeah. instructing, I'd rather instruct the left-handed shooter. Okay. Because now, as I'm showing them right-handed, uh, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, they're they're looking at me. They're matching me. I, I admit, I admit, you know. So if I'm yeah, helping yeah. a left, you know, right-hander, yeah, I'm yeah, actually yeah. demonstrating left-handed. You know, because then they can see, because otherwise they can't really see it. So I'm facing them yeah, like, I, I know you do this. So, it's, you know, I'm. Yeah. The technique is the technique. It's just. That's right. The um, technique is technique. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and you learn how to do some of that, you know, when you're, when you're teaching uh, archery, yeah, you know, yeah. for a long uh, period of time, teaching right and left-handed shooters, you know, you're kind of yeah, adapting yeah. to them. And so them, right. instead of a left-hander adapting to, to you, Yes. You need to adapt to them as instructors. Absolutely. Um, you know, Absolutely. Same, same thing goes with any sport, you know, matter, no matter what yeah. it is. Um, uh -huh. You know, you know, back when I was a kid, you know, they taught everybody, you know, right-handed. If you're left-handed, you had to turn your hand upside down to right so you can see it. Well, I learned how to shoot, you know, right, uh, right, left-handed, but uh -huh. I turned the paper the other direction. Instead of being the paper pointing right. like a right-hander, and then try and ride over the top of it backwards, yeah. just turn the paper. You know, yeah, my yeah. uncle, he's left-handed, and that's what he, he turns the paper, and that's the same way. Yeah. You know, that's right. it, yeah. you know, why turn your wrist? I, I never yeah, could yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I can't get my wrist to work uh, that uh, way. Uh, yeah. Uh, but you know, I I I do it just it just mirrored. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's right. And it's and it and, and it's a mirror image. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I could pick up a left-handed bow and I could shoot it. Um, actually, right now, with the way my eyes are, actually, my left eye is my clear eye, my right eye is my dim eye, uh, okay. and yeah. I see two sets of pins, and my yeah, mind yeah. over the years ignored a dim set of pins. So I look at the pins, my left my left eye is going to be the one my mind is going to pick up. Uh, so I either have to start blinking and force it, or I uh, find if I wear a hooded sweatshirt, because I turn uh, my head, because I always wear a baseball cap when... Okay. I don't have one right now, but I normally wear a lot of baseball cap. As I wear a baseball cap and turn my head, it blocks my left eye, so I don't have to worry about it. Good idea, man. Very but the pins are blurry. <laughs> the pins uh, are blurry. Everything's blurry. But, uh, you know, it's uh, kind of weird when I see my fiber optic pins, they look like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like a red pin with a black dot in the center of it. Uh, it's weird. 
I don't know <laughs> what's going on, but that's what I see when I look at them. And I'm not shooting those hundred yard shots just because I can't I see them. I can't see them good enough to to shoot them. So I just don't. You know, forty yeah. yards kind of the max I'm going to shoot because I I'm bow hunting. I'm not going to take a shot longer than forty yards anyway. Yeah, that's right. And a lot of the the there's a lot of common skill there. Forty yards is actually a very good distance because this is where you're testing your skill. This right. is where you see your kit is at. You know what I mean? So for some bows, 10 yards is very close. Twenty yards is very close. Thirty yards a bit better. But forty yards, yeah, that's that moment. Ah. <laughs> now, my pan, I my bow, my hunt bow, set up with sixty yard pans. Uh-huh. You know, and and I I used to in practice, I used to take sixty yard shots all the time. Mm. You know, I'd go out to 30, 40, 50, 60 yards and, and shoot. Mm. You know, the nice thing about doing that is it develops your skill. So mm. at twenty yards, your groups are really tight because you really have to focus mm. really good at your target mm. and and not. Mm-hmm. worry about everything else and you get better and better shooting the long range mm-hmm. so shooting yeah, long yeah. range makes you better up close mm-hmm. uh, definitely yeah it's it's that that focus you know you start off at 20 go to 30 and 40 and then you That's go right. back to 20 and you're in your you're busting knocks and <laughs> sticking arrows and <laughs> yeah that's why the vegas has its has its feet has its feet spot on it for that reason yeah yeah. Yeah. And and that's just one of the things that, you know, mm-hmm. as you get older, you got to worry about and think about. Mm-hmm. You know, I used mm-hmm. to use a fairly small peep in okay. my in my string. And now mm-hmm. I have the quarter inch, the largest one you can get, just because I can't mm-hmm. see through those little ones anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you, you just gotta adapt. You know, some will use uh not shoot uh, the glasses, use a clarifier in them instead. Mm-hmm. Um I had tried to clarify her once, but I really didn't like it too well, but I didn't really try too much. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of them use them. I just don't. Because uh, <laughs> I'm looking around, if I don't have my glasses on, I, I can't see good enough to really see what's going on, and I want to be able to see a little better. So, fair enough. But that's me. Each person's different. You know, uh, if you if you can see good enough, you know, that you can really tell what's going on, and when you get to the clarifier, yeah, so it's just just something to play with and mm-hmm. take a look That's at. Right. Yeah, and you can refine it, you can adapt it. Yeah, well, and yeah, depending yeah. on what you're shooting, you know, it's it's all it, it's all good, and it's all fun, and all right, definitely. Well, we we've, we've been here for a little while. We've <laughs> talk a little while. <laughs> well you, you know they they seem to go about an hour and a half to two hours well actually generally an hour and a half to three hours is what mm-hmm. some of them will run and uh-huh. you know it just depends on what's going on and how much time we have and okay um, and it's been much. great talking with you and, and I know we'll talk again later and uh, all right what what would you like to tell the audience before we head out of here well well it actually is amazing yeah, and we can all take part in it. We can all help each other. Yeah, we can all work together. We can support each other. And we do that when we go. And I get a lot of help, help and support for the projects. I'm truly grateful for it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. 
<laughs> well, it's been great having you on the show. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure we'll be chatting some other time and uh, we'll we'll just have to do that. Take a look for the, you know, watch for the next podcast to come out. You know, like, like I said, they, they come out twice a week and okay. you know, catch them and make comments. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and and if an archer you have a cool story you want to tell, hey, let me know. We'll get you on the uh, podcast. You know, uh, talk about archery. Thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. I, I really enjoyed talking with you today. Yeah, likewise, man. Likewise. My name is Roy Canterbury, and I've been your host today on Arch Talk 101. And we'll see you on the next one. Thank you, Eva.